Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Kenny Gattison, Bo Outlaw, Darius Miles, Joey Devine, Trenton Hassel, Spud Webb. Sean Keen, Andrew Bogut, Greg Ostertag, musical guest B2K, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hey, Round Ball What the Fuckers, Round Ball Rockers, Round Ball Rocketeers, it's me. Your temporary host of the Roundball Rock podcast, Joey Devine. And we are back, baby! Uh, Sean Keen, we are guestless today, so you are technically the guest. Oh, wow. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in Pleasant Hill. I'm in my mom's. I'm recording this from my mom's. You're in Pleasantville? Pleasant Hill. No, uh, oh, I thought everything was been black and white. I well, was worried about you. Man, I'll, I would, like, just, don't I would, masturbate. Yeah. Trees catch fire. I was just going to uh, say. <laughs> that movie sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here in a, a quilt-making workshop, and there is a Raggedy, oh. Andy, Raggedy Ann doll making direct eye contact with me. A Raggedy Ann or a Raggedy Andy? Uh, it's an Anne. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, I mean, whatever. Uh, I was I was worried you were going to be looking at the dead eyes of an Andrew uh, an Anderson Verajao doll. Oh no, um, yeah. no, I I didn't want to misgender the doll. It's fair. It's that is important these days. Except gender is a construct. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what we talk about on this podcast, correct? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, we're here. Um, first things first, though, as always, we have to do the business up, the, the, up at the top. Did you know we have a Twitter? You can follow us there. We're at Round Rock Pod. And, uh, you know, we've gotten a fair amount of new followers lately. Welcome to the fold, Round Ball Rocketeers. <laughs> um, you yeah. can also e- email us, uh, which is roundballrockpod at gmail.com. Um, and for the first time in weeks, I did not confuse the two. So I'm very proud of myself. That was an amazing, um, yeah. Also, Sean, we've been hearing back from uh, listeners. The stickers have finally arrived oh, in those listeners' thank mailboxes. God. Have we seen... Uh, have we seen... Has anyone stuck a sticker to something yet? Not yet, but that's what I want to see next. Like, are people going to tag them around stickers, their towns? Yeah. I want to see vandalism with mm-hmm. these stickers. Yeah. Round Ball Rock has uh, yeah, a policy. Yeah, so um, send us on Twitter your vandalism at Round Rock Pod. Um, Come on, and, we know uh, Banksy's a listener. Also, right? Also, if you feel like, oh, definitely. Uh, I, you know what? I have a feeling Banksy is actually an NBA player. <gasps> is it? Is it Marcus yeah. Banks? No, it's Earl Boykins. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, he uh, he needs a ladder to... Anyway, that was going to be a dumb joke. I'm going to move on. Um, if you would like to do some vandalism in the name of Round Ball Rock yourself, uh, we send out stickers for free. So either email us at or tweet at us the aforema- at the aforementioned areas. What? And I will... Uh, get your address and send you some stickers. Um, we are also doing something else, Sean, to help promote the show. Um, it's our, we will name a fantasy team for you. Mm-hmm. If you would like us to name your fantasy team, here's what you do. Yeah. You go to iTunes, you give us a five-star review, and we'll name your fantasy team. Yeah, it's or, pretty easy. if you don't want, or if you think that's too much hard work, you Venmo me a dollar, and we will name your fantasy mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will Venmo Sean 50 cents. That's right. Or Dave, 33 and a third cent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Dave is on the episode where we name your fantasy team. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, is, we have some lingering business. Yeah. yeah. This is, we have some lingering business. Sean, this this is all your lingering business, so yeah. before you start, we need a drop from the robot. This is lingering business. Business, you know I'm such a fool for you. You've got me wrapped around your finger. Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Thank you, robot. Sean. Mm-hmm. What is your lingering business? Um, I just I felt terrible since I recorded it. Um, I was asked uh, what NBA players correspond to the Lord of the Rings characters, 
and uh, in my summation of why LeBron James was Aragorn, son of Arathorn, uh, you know, the king. He was, you know, technically he was the king in the north, but he is the king in the south, the king of Gondor. Um, I said Wait, Sean, that... who's the king of the fourth? Isaiah Thomas, baby. The king in the... Th- oh, okay. Keep going. Uh... <laughs> Keep Any, going, sorry. Anyway, Aragorn, uh, I said, anyway, I said that then his beloved, and I said Galadriel, I meant to say Arwen Evenstar. Arwen Evenstar is a big platter of sea bass, not the Lady Galadriel. Mm. The Lady Galadriel, I think, you know, since it's coming up, Doris Burke. I think that's who it is. Okay. Yeah. The most fantastic uh, lady in the zero room. Zero idea. I have zero idea of what you're talking about, so I okay. will take your word for it. Um, um, also, after the Game of and Thrones... And Sean, you had more nerd business. Yes. <laughs> after the Game of Thrones finale, I think we can conclude that the plan to capture a white is for sure worse than the triangle offense. Because uh, that led to the destruction of the wall, and I can imagine... Stan Van Gundy watching that episode at home and crying and cursing because his favorite thing is to build a fucking mm. wall. Yeah, but he liked building a wall, though, not a completed wall. So I would think he'd actually be pro whatever right. it is you're talking about. Well, they knocked down the wall. He can't, uh. <laughs> he can't build. He can't. They've done the opposite of what he wanted. Yeah. He gets to build it back up, though. Um, you kind of right. need the magic of the children of the forest for that, unfortunately. Uh, you broke up, Sean. You might want to say that again. Oh, you need the magic of the children of the forest for that. By which I mean oh. Kyle Singler. Jeff Van Gundy? <laughs> no, well... <laughs> I thought Kyle Singler and uh, I can't even remember his name anymore. <laughs> the guy they took number twelve, Boban? Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. <laughs> Those and, are the children um, of the forest. Also, that Henry Ellison. Henry Ellison. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a weird, yeah, homeschooled kid turned NBA star. He, I don't know if he was homeschooled, but I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. But Henry Ellison got interviewed after the draft, and I still didn't realize he was American. That's not a great sign. <laughs> yeah, he seemed he seemed German. Um, yeah. Boban is the forest in this analogy, correct? Yeah, I mean he's he's like a living forest. I guess I guess I mean I don't yeah. know about the Game of Thrones he's analogy. Like, he's an ant for sure. Is that that walking tree that's that the I saw walk- in the previews? That's the walking tree. Oh wow! I I'm shocked. I knew something. Moves right. kind of slow, but he's powerful. <laughs> All right, I think that's it with lingering business. I don't have anything to linger. Um, so, you know what that means, Sean? What's that, Joey? It's time for the news. <gasps> Robot hit the news drop. This is round ball rock news, basketball news. For humans and robots, trust the process. I don't know if we need to give him a vocal commands every time, but maybe we do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, all I know is Elon Musk, stay away from our robot. Yeah. He's, um, he, all right. <laughs> he does good things. He's our friend. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so our first piece of news uh, is that the Cavaliers of Cleveland <laughs> have pulled out of their $140 million arena expansion project, uh, which the budget of the project was going to be split between the team and the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to say, before we get into the details of this, when I read this headline, I immediately thought, oh man, Dan Gilbert does not think LeBron James is coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, he is assuming that that team is not going to make money anymore. But then again, they did lose money when they won the NBA championship somehow, which you think would be uh, impossible, but apparently not. Um, so some details of this project. It would extend the lease at the queue to 2036, which I don't plan on being alive for, so I get mm-hmm. it. Uh, and the Cavs would have had the All-Star game in 2021 or 2022. Uh, every every NBA writer's dream to visit Cleveland in mid-February. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, there is that giant casino they could go to. <laughs> oh, well, then they probably are that... into it. <laughs> Um, uh, the ballot ballot referendum for the city of Cleveland to decide on how much they were going to pay was set for the fall Um, so this this was going to be a construction delay no matter what yeah but here's here's my thing Uh, Cleveland vote zero (laughs) dollars uh Make Dan Gilbert fucking billionaire pay to for that team to stay in Cleveland. Fuck him. Give this man nothing. Fuck any sports. Fuck any cities. Stop paying for stadiums. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm with it. The stadium was, the arena was built in 1994. Um, do so, the Cavs have any? Old. Now, well, here's a question: Do the Cavs have any players who were born before, born after the arena was made? After? after. Well, Kyrie Irving's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shumpert's still there. But I mean, all these guys were. Um, uh, I mean, do they have anyone who is 23 or younger? Oh, Zizic, maybe. Uh, Kay Felder, maybe. Uh, he he is younger than the arena. He's 22 years old. Oh, good for Kay. Um, and he looks it because he is four feet tall. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> uh, apparently that's my thing now to say mean things while moving on. Uh, so my question for you, Sean, yeah. is, uh, is Dan Gilbert just really into backing out of stuff at the last minute? Yeah, I mean, I think he is. Like... I think I think he is I mean it's weird because it it feels like a referendum on LeBron leaving which you know sort of and he definitely does not think that people will still go to games without LeBron but at the same time it's I actually think it's more of a referendum on how they feel about Dan Gilbert because this move is like yeah. somebody who is afraid of losing an election that's like Hey, this guy just won us an NBA title. He doesn't want the city of Cleveland to be able to go to the ballot boxes and vote 
that he's an <laughs> asshole, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a referendum on the basketball stylings of Jay Crowder, because we all know that everyone would buy an NBA ticket to see Jay Crowder and Chetty Osman play basketball. I'm just um, saying there's two people named JC that I care a lot about. Jay Crowder, Jesus Christ. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's us. Uh, <laughs> that's us, the only religious NBA comedy podcast. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot of <laughs> out there. that, really. <laughs> um, so anyway, Cleveland, I am sorry. Also not sorry about what appears to be happening to you uh, here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've this never sucks, seen man. things are falling apart so quickly. I mean they they <laughs> the foundation of their team was just shattered and now the foundation of their arena is going to shatter because of yeah. shoddy construction. <laughs> uh, uh because their owner is a real piece of shit. <laughs> do you think Dan Gilbert had trouble getting a loan? Do you think that's his reason? Uh, I'm gonna go with no, uh-huh. but you know maybe maybe running that final four contest with uh, uh, <laughs> with um, Warren Buffett every year really just fucks his credit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he's gonna need LeBron to co-sign on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh one thing he doesn't need LeBron to co-sign on though is uh uh the Kyrie trade which we've podcasted about now several times, right? I feel or like we just, just once, talk about we talk about Kyrie Irving three times a week. I know. It's like he's like uh he's like my personal Game of Thrones. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh I'm just writing recaps. Uh I have a podcast called uh Drew mode, where I just watch old, <laughs> where I just watch old Kyrie Irving Ooh, games. Kyrie talk, Irving is, uh, is and the, recap them. He's like he's like Arya Stark <laughs> in that he can put on a disguise and uh, kill people. <laughs> that reference I do get. Okay, um, but the trade is on hold, Sean. The trade is no longer happening. Maybe it's unclear. Yeah. Basically what happened is uh, the Cavs doctors looked at Isaiah Thomas's hip and they were like, ooh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, now the Cavs apparently want the Celtics to give them more stuff. Uh, Woj reported that uh, they want Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. But my guess is the chances of that happening are zero. It's a weird thing because it's sort of, to me, it feels like uh, Isaiah Thomas's injury was pretty well like included in how much they gave up for Kyrie Irving. Like if Isaiah Thomas were a hundred percent healthy, I don't think. They would have had to give up Crowder and Zizic. The conspiracy theory is that the Cavs knew about this all along and were always planning to wait till the physical, wait till the trade was public and it was hard for Boston to back out and then try to extort them for more stuff. 
Is that the conspiracy theory? That is the conspiracy theory. But also, I'm not sure the Cavs are claiming that Danny Ainge wasn't forthcoming about Isaiah's injury. And, look, I believe that Danny Ainge would lie about a player's injury for sure. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we all kind of knew how fucked up Isaiah Thomas's hip was. It's just weird because I 100% believe that Danny Ainge would be deceptive. And I also Mm -hmm. 100% believe that Dan Gilbert would be an obstinate (laughs) asshole. So, like, I kind of feel like they both could be right. Right. This is like the Sophie's Choice of Round Ball Rock. It's like two of our biggest villains, and we have to choose who's being more villainous here. Yeah, Um, and, and that's why it's like... I felt I felt bad for Jay Crowd. Like I felt bad for everybody in the trade because no matter what, they were joining the Cavs or the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> um basically no, I, what I think is gonna happen here uh-huh. is this trade has to go through. Yes. It, it does. Not it has go to go through. <laughs> well <Because> it's <laughs> No way in hell Isaiah Thomas or Jay Crowder are going back to Boston. And also no way in hell Kyrie Irving is going back to Cleveland. And also no way in hell Cleveland has a better offer than this for Kyrie Irving. Honestly, I would say if I were Danny Ainge (laughs) and they threatened to cancel the trade, I would say go fuck yourself. Like, Yeah, I'd be like, fine, cancel the trade. One of these teams' behavior is like predictably annoying and one of these teams is possibly just trying to make a very obvious con job like i feel like they're not really in the same vein where like like what what was danny ainge withholding like i'm he might have been but like they all knew he was taking the physical and danny ainge is like yeah he decided not to have everyone knew Everyone knew Isaiah didn't get hip surgery. That's the thing. I mean, we if, all knew he didn't get the surgery. And when Isaiah got hurt, it was one of those rare things you see in the playoffs because they decided to shut him down, and they didn't want it to seem like they were shutting him down just because he was playing bad against the Cavs. So the Celtics were actually mm-hmm. pretty public about a player injury and the specificity of it. You know, just to, for everybody to save face, and now it's like I just feel bad because I said this is again going to cost Isaiah Thomas more money. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I'm, if I'm somehow Team Ainge. Jesus Christ! I am Team. Just give them one of the shitty first round picks and make the trade happen. They still have too many picks. I mean, what if he's what if it what if he's going to demand Rozier? Well, I mean, we know that's not going to happen. Never gonna but happen. you know, give him French Draymond. Who cares? Get out of here. Yeah, who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, like, just make the just finish it. Jesus Christ! Already I'm tired of talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> Amon Shumpert has requested uh, requested a trade, Sean. Wow. I've, uh, um, I mean, it, 
haven't they been trying to trade him for nine months? Yes, the Maybe? only thing I have written under this part of the our of this part of our outline is just in big letters, LOL. Oh man, <laughs> you know who I would? You know who should trade for him? Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Just put him out of his misery already. Oh my uh, god! Anyway. Because that's right. We, I don't think we've talked about Solomon Hill, have we? No. Solomon Hill uh, is. Tore his ha- with a torn hamstring, which he yeah. must have just torn that thing off the bone. Uh, yeah. So New Orleans, the curse continues. Um, like, what's going to happen to Anthony Davis? <laughs> like, is he gonna like he's gonna be on that deja vu boat? Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> here's what I think is gonna happen to Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. Uh, Anthony Davis will never get injured but have to constantly be playing with four G-leaguers. Oh. Uh, which, because it's the only way they can curse us, the NBA fans. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, because yeah. we all want to see Anthony Davis succeed. Please, uh, he is please, universally beloved. <laughs> please get a flu shot, Boogie Cousins, or you are going to get pneumonia. All right, Iman Shumpert, I don't know who's going to trade for you, but I wish you the best. Uh, speaking of New Orleans, uh, a guy whose name is very similar, Nerlens Noel, mm-hmm. refused uh, to sign the $70 million offer sheet he was uh, given and mm-hmm. signed the qualifying offer. Yeah. So, Sean, do you want to explain what this means? Yes. Yeah, so, as I understand this sequence, uh, in Restricted Free Agency, the Mavs offered Noel... $70 million on a four-year contract. So, so 17 and a half a year for four years. Uh, his agent mm-hmm. counteroffered that he wanted the four-year max. Um, and the Mavericks responded by pulling the four-year $70 million offer. So <laughs> asking for the max, they said, this agent is an idiot. Uh, like, come back with a normal offer. Uh, then he hired Rich Paul and... Which, hold on, before you get to Rich Paul, yeah. I gotta say, that is the most Shark Tank move ever. Yeah, that happens pop- on Shark Tank once an episode. <laughs> yeah, Mark Cuban just said, I'm out. And Yeah. Uh, and He offered something, they thought about it too long, and Cuban said, I'm out. So mm-hmm. now Nerland's Noel has to sign with Mr. Wonderful. Yes, and <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous that Nerland's Noel was asking for the max, because... Well, here's here's an example. Um, I was he has a shockingly low qualifying offer of four point one million dollars for somebody who got picked sixth in the draft. That's really low. Why is it low? Because he didn't play enough minutes. Yep. So if you <laughs> if you've played so little that your qualifying offer dropped a million and a half, you can't just ask for a four year max like. You don't have any leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got Rich Paul, and Rich Paul often waits till the deadline. And I think it was very telling that his new agent was just like, sign the qualifying offer. We're going to unrestricted free agents. These guys hate you right now. <laughs> I mean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially because Rich Paul is uh, known for being able to get 
restricted free agents the max. So right. if he's like, oh, you should probably go to unrestricted free mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. it means you are not worth the max. And so, um, so I don't... What does this mean for the Mavs cap sheet, Sean? They have $10 million left now, a surprisingly large amount of money. Um, and how much roster of a roster spot do they have? They have one, because I believe they have... I have a prediction. Yes. They are going to trade for Amon Shumper. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> well, because because if they take Shump, they'll get... I mean, I think it works perfectly. Oh, the, you know what's going to be hilarious? The Celtics are going to throw in some second-round pick, and the Cavs are going to take it and attach it to Shumpert for the Mavs to take the contract. Right. I mean, honestly, Four they should, free. They yep, should that's ask for, what's going to happen. And they should ask for more cash, too. Like, they should... Emo Shumpert is a distressed asset. Don't don't bail them out. All right. <laughs> I watched a scene from The Big Short on YouTube this this weekend. Look, there needs to be. <laughs> he's he's a toxic asset. They're bundling him together. Oh my god! It's a. I'm I'm not. Man, you can't tell, but I'm knocking over like... a Jenga set right now. Oh, see, I was going to say, you are like Margot Robbie in a bathtub right now. Um, (laughs) uh, All right, let's move on. Let's blow through this news here, uh, because this is where we get real round ball rocky. Uh, Elton Brand, the GM of the G League's Delaware uh, 87ers. That is a hard team name to say. Delaware 87ers, Elton Brand, GM. Who who was like? Here's my question. Seventy <laughs> sixers <laughs> and eighty sevens. Come on, I know it's terrible. Uh, uh, they, they just need a lower level team that is like the seven eight niners. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my question for you, Sean, is Elton Brand, GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other aging players? Because now we've seen. Uh, Coach of the Year Jerry Stackhouse, GM Elton Brand. Mm-hmm. What other aging players would you like to see run a G League team? All right. Well, I'm I'm just gonna focus on guys picked in the late '90s. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see Antoine Walker be given the reins to a team like this. Uh, oh yeah. I mean that would be awesome. Maybe the uh, the main red claws. Yeah, that would work. Um, I think I think that Big Country Reeves could do really well with the the Thunder's G League team. Um, do the Thunder have a G League team? They seem like they'd be one of those cheap teams that doesn't no, have it's, one of their it's, own. Uh, you know, Josh Eustace is the <laughs> team captain there, right? Oh, it's true. Yeah, he's all he's actually the player coach. Wow. Um, <laughs> And I don't know if that worked out that well for him. <laughs> um, uh, but the guy... They'd the... pick him in the first round, so he'd be the player coach in the D-League. <laughs> um, and I think they should let Michael Olo-Candy be the GM of a big three team, actually. Like, yeah, he was the, he was the first that. pick in the draft. He's got a UOP education. <clears throat> I actually have a big three prediction for next year's big three draft. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. Expansion team captained by uh, Andre Miller. 
Oh, the professor. He'd be a good big. He'd yeah. be a very good big three player. By the way, He's, he might have made fact, too much money. In fact, you know what? The team is the professors, and it's Andre Miller and the professor from the And One Mixtape <gasps> Tour. Oh, I love it. Those are the player captains. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my last question about Elton Brand is. Uh, is he going to offer Baron Davis a job and then rescind the offer at the last minute? Oh, no. Poor Baron Davis. <laughs> no, he didn't yeah, go, he's he, the best. He didn't want to go to the Clippers, man. Not if Elton Brand wasn't there. I kept yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to, I'm going to say, the second most round ball rocky story of uh, our round ball rock news this week. Uh, Manu and coach Greg Popovich went to an Ed Sheeran concert together in San Antonio. Okay. So I have three questions here. Okay. One, Sean. Yes. Is Ed Sheeran going to leverage his Game of Thrones acting gig into a spot in an HEB commercial? Well, I mean, America rallied behind the dramatic chops of Ed Sheeran. As he played Lannister Ed Sheeran uh, on Game of Thrones, he sang a song. He had red hair. He hit. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be in those commercials. Uh, getting and Kawhi Leonard is going to act the pants off him. <laughs> All right, and uh, my question here mm-hmm. is: Did Manu Ginobili? trick coach Greg Popovich into going to this concert by telling him Ed Sheeran was Matt Bonner. Oh, wow. So you think he's, <laughs> you think he's like, no, 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 no. He's just, he's just far away. That's why he looks shorter. Yes. It's coach Bonner. Yeah, he's like, he, yeah, it's coach B. <laughs> Listen to how good coach B's music is. Coach P. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this one isn't on the the rundown, but I have a question for you, Sean. How wine drunk was Greg Popovich at this concert? I mean, I think he, I think he, I mean, do you think he smuggles wine into the concert? Like in a watermelon or something? (laughs) I'm trying to, I was just thinking like, he's got like a flask in his pants or something like that. I don't know. No, he he respects the wine too much to put it in a different. Oh, you're right. I think it's not a carafe. He's, he's going back every time for another another plastic cup of fourteen dollar arena wine. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. He follows um, the rules. But how drunk do you think he was? How drunk on wine did he get at this concert? I think he got pretty drunk. <laughs> I think he got really drunk. <laughs> Uh, because I don't look, use, yeah, I don't use the term chocolate I am wasted. also an old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am also an old man, uh, and I don't drink anymore, but I would have to be very drunk to attend an Ed Sheeran concert. That dude sucks. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I mean, it, it feels like Greg Popovich <laughs> is definitely the oldest person there, right? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and Manu Ginobili is the second oldest person there. Yeah. 
Maybe they were driving their daughters or something. All right. Um, yeah. One last question about uh, the Red Mamba. Uh, is Ed Sheeran the only rock star with worse tattoos than NBA players? He's probably not the only one, but he's at least, like, definitively worse. Like, like every bad... I don't know. Think of some bad NBA tattoos. Uh, that time Kenyon Martin had lips <laughs> tattooed on his neck. Um, Mike Scott's emojis. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, there's no way that Ed Sheeran... He can go, like, bad tattoo for bad tattoo. Uh, he has a tattoo of Heinz tomato cap- ketchup. He has a giant lion <laughs> on his chest to commemorate the time is he sold Is it Heinz tomato ketchup? It says Heinz tomato ketchup. Is it Heinz ketchup. tomato ketchup, or is it that brown sauce stuff that English people eat? I bet he has a brown sauce tattoo. He would. He has a lot of tattoos <laughs> that are just the names of songs he's written. I mean, his lion tattoo... Mm-hmm is truly terrible. Um, he has a bunch of bro tattoos with other people. He has a fist. Sure. And it says Nada, like a worker fist. And Okay. He's <laughs> Listeners, go check out some of these wonderful Ed Sheeran tattoos that he has. Because um, they're not very good. Now, does he have anything worse than Reggie Miller's tattoo? I kind of think the line on his chest is worse. Oh, that sun around his belly button? But that's the worst (laughs) NBA tattoo, I think. Uh, I think you're probably right. All right, one last question. Yes. And the most round ball rock question we have for the news. Or, I mean, news story. Uh, Taj Gibson went on a podcast the other day that was Mm -hmm. not this podcast, so I'm not going to mention it. Also, I did not write down what podcast it was. (laughs) Uh, He said that Rajon Rondo could run for president. Ooh. Let me me repeat that. Taj Gibson thinks Rajon Rondo could run for president. Um, Question one. Did Taj Gibson just lose the woke off by claiming that Rajon wow. Rondo could run for president? <laughs> I mean, he might, well, no, I think maybe, maybe in the context of like what Rajon Rondo said to that ref pales in comparison to what the president says every day. So fair point. Yes, fair point. I guess Rajon Rondo. Maybe, maybe that was the context. Like even Rajon Rondo could run for president, or. The world is so crazy. <laughs> what if Rajon Rondo ran for president? Or like, he's never been convicted of a felony. So yes, Rajon Rondo could run for president. <laughs> All right. So here's my question. One of my questions for you, Sean. Yes. Is uh, can you think of a worse NBA candidate than Rajon Rondo? Oh man, who would be a worse president? Because I, I mean, can think of one. I mean, like, like. Not a player, but I think Fred Hoiberg would be a worse president. <laughs> because uh, I think like, somehow Rajon Rondo, <laughs> Kobe would be a Kobe real Bryant weird, would be a worse president. candidate. <laughs> Kobe would be bad. Um, any, pl- I think Myers Leonard would be an unusually poor president. I just think like it's like easily coerced, just bombing people for no reason. Um, 
Weirdly, I think uh, you know who would he's be not eligible, but I think Pekovic would be like like a very restrained dove like mm-hmm. you know because he's he's seen the whole like he's seen so many men die that he respects life <laughs> um <laughs> uh fuck i forgot who i was gonna say anyway keep going um all right uh, i mean <laughs> yeah the the i, I mean i think of like prominent players, James Harden would certainly be poor. But For I think sure. But I have to say, like, oh no, you know who the worst, uh-huh. the worst prominent player would be? Who's that? Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus oh. Aldridge would be the worst. I was just thinking. President I was trying world. to think of who would be the most depressing <laughs> president to just see all the time. And I think it's I think <laughs> it would he, be Lamarcus. I think Aldridge. it's Lamarcus Aldridge because I was gonna say Carlos Boozer. But I think Lamarcus Aldridge bums me out more, and like with Carlos Boozer, Lamarcus Aldridge is a sadder Carlos Boozer. (laughs) Yeah, and like he's he's a little bigger, so he'd (laughs) he'd he'd have to like hunch more all the time, and uh, the the thing they'd constantly say is like (laughs) the decision's up to you, and he's like, can I just pass off in a big moment? And they're like, no. You're the focal point of this government. And then America's like, and, oh, and, man. We got this guy. We signed this guy is, for four years. Damn it. And the sad thing is, is all Carlos, I mean, all LaMarcus Aldridge has ever wanted is to be the focal point of something. Mm-hmm. He'd be like the dog that caught the car. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What do you think his most controversial policy would be? I think his insistence on starting every sentence of a speech with my constituents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, would be weird. <laughs> um, I, I think naming Big Baby to, like, a cabinet position would be strange. Yeah. I think it would be... I think it would be tough if he just started to tank a summit like he did in the playoffs. <laughs> just like walk really slowly up to the bargaining table and keep just like <laughs> giving up concessions until the secretary of state has to cancel it. Oh, for sure. Uh, the other thing I think would be weird is his insistence on playing connect four against every world leader mm-hmm. would be strange. Yeah. And um, but it might also solve some problems. I could see him just whispering to the death every time too. <laughs> It would be... I think he could maybe solve some problems, though, playing Connect 4. Like, couldn't he solve this uh, nuclear crisis if he just was like, look, I'll play in a Connect 4, and whoever wins gets their way. Kim Jong-un. I mean, normally I would say no, but I absolutely think that if Kim Jong-un could play Connect 4 with an active NBA player, it would it would solve everything. <laughs> he loves basketball, man. All right. <laughs> All right, that's our news. Uh, Sean, do you want to pay some bills right now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, our new sponsor for this week is Dan Gilbert's Furniture Warehouse, where the deals are crazy. It's Northeast Ohio's finest home furnishings warehouse, although there have been some management changes recently. There's no sales manager at the moment, but they are thinking of a guy who once bought some furniture from a store in Detroit. Uh, here's their selection. 
First, they've got some of the greatest king-size beds in furniture history. They're just tremendous. Now, none of them are for sale now, but come next June, there might be some real bargains. Uh, the king-size beds are happy now, but the furniture warehouse did lease his section of the store to a clam chowder stand. The mattresses can't like that. Then they've got love seats. Very pricey, but they fit in most living rooms. They're better in living rooms from around 2008, 2009, but sometimes they are an excellent fit. Who knows, with more room and spacing, they could really go somewhere. Dan Gilbert is also willing to flip them for the right sofa. And what kind of sofa? A pullout. Dan Gilbert wants a pullout in every single deal he makes. There's also a great selection of antiques. <laughs> There's a weathered rosewood end table. Looks like it's quite old, but actually it's from this decade. There's also a creaky Jefferson rocking chair for when you're ready to retire, but you still need to be very slightly mobile. And, of course, the Spanish Calderon Ottoman, which is good for old, tired feet. But a warning, the Ottoman can't stay in front of any other furniture, so place it with care. Dan Gilbert's Furniture Warehouse offers excellent financing. Okay, it's a predatory loan. And remember, sales are never final. Bring it back and pretend like you didn't see any of the damage at the time of the deal. We don't care. But also, Tristan Thompson might show up at your house and steal your new chair back at any moment. Dan Gilbert's Furniture Warehouse. Like if Ikea was a trash can. So, thank you, Dan Gilbert's Furniture Warehouse. Yeah, thanks for keeping the lights on. And um, don't vote, Cleveland. Vote for zero. I don't know <laughs> if that's an option, but vote for zero. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sean, it's a wonderful day today. It's my favorite day of the off season mm -hmm. uh, because it means the NBA is getting closer to coming here. It's like mm -hmm. the first two strings in the Jaws theme that the NBA season is coming. Uh, the first two notes, not strings. That was weird. All right. Anyway, mm -hmm. the over-unders are here, Sean. We yes. love over-unders. They're the best. Um, it's why our catchphrase wow. remains under, baby. Didn't feel like Dave was here <laughs> and for that moment. It did feel like Dave was here. Oh, I miss Dave. All right. Um, while we are definitely going to start probably next week, maybe the week after, and doing our division roundups, uh, I do kind of just want, and so we'll go through the over-unders one by one for sure. Uh, after we've researched it, I do just want to go through these over-unders and um, maybe pick one we like from each division. Okay, that's great. How does that sound, Sean? That sounds perfect. All right, so let's, st let's start in the east, yeah. in the Atlantic. We'll go from bottom to top. The Brooklyn Nets, 28.5 wins. The New York Knicks, 30.5. The Philadelphia 76ers, 42.5 the Toronto Raptors, 48 and a half. And the Boston Celtics are at 56 and a half. Sean, any over-unders you like there? Um, I, 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 would, I would bet under on the Knicks. Under on the Knicks? That's the one you like out of that five. That's interesting. Because I mean, because I think me, I know which is... one you're going to pick. <laughs> so I wanted to leave there that one for you. very specific one. And to me... There is no fucking chance the Philadelphia 76ers are healthy enough to win 43 games. <laughs> so that would be a that would be a 15 game improvement 
on <laughs> last year. I mean, I, I mean, I the reason the Knicks one jumps out to me is they won 31 games last year. Like, I mean, I guess I guess that bet is saying we think the Knicks will be exactly the same. But uh right. I, I mean, mean, I think the thing that would worry me about that bet is Chris Stapps Porzingis actually wasn't very good last year because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And I would expect him to be better. Well, he is he is um, extremely fit from what we've seen on the internet. Yeah. All he does is lift weight with, <laughs> with his shirt off. So, Well, I mean, the other I, thing he does is take take shots at Instagram models in their DMs, but <laughs> Well and you know, they did they did lose they did lose uh Derek Rose, which is addition That's by the subtraction. Other thing. That's uh, a positive. <laughs> unfortunately, subtraction by addition with Ron Baker's contract. Um, yeah, I guess I wouldn't bet this one because it's it's one that is going to be. I can't tell. Is this is it's this gonna factoring be <laughs> in that Melo's going to be gone? I don't know. I also can't tell what this if the Celtics number facts factors in. Isaiah Thomas or Kyrie, but we'll get to that Cavs number too. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think that the, with the same question. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's go to the next division. But yeah, the Sixers bet I think is real. I think that's like free money. As much as I would love for the Sixers to win forty-three games, uh, I think if you're a Sixers fan, you are happy if they win forty games. Uh, and forty-three seems like a lot. Do you think they're going to ask? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't know. I haven't really figured out yet which eight teams I like in each conference. Okay. Um, but if they're healthy, if Embiid is healthy enough, if he can play sixty games, they can make the playoffs for sure. And and just for some right? context, if they won forty three games last year, they would have been the five seed. So. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like I think they can make the playoffs and not win 43 games. It's a high it's a pretty high number. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Central Division. Okay. Uh the Cleveland Cavaliers are 53 and 5. The Mil I mean 53 and a half. The Milwaukee Bucks 47 and a half. The Detroit Pistons 38 and a half. The Indiana Pacers 31 and a half and the Chicago Bulls 21 and a half. Sean, what number do you like here? Uh, I like the Pacers under. That's the one that jumps out at me. Um, That's very interesting. And I mean, it's because it's... I like uh-huh. like the Pacers over. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess that's saying they're going to lose ten more games. That's a ten game, eleven game drop. And uh, mm-hmm. it sucks that they lost Paul George, but. Well, and Jeff Teague, and they added Victor Oladipo, Darren Collison, and Sabonis. Oh, and TJ Leaf. Well, and Bojan, and Bojan. Yeah. <laughs> they also got Bojan. And I mean, the Bulls will be real bad. Um, I just look at that Pacers team, and it's like I have the same feeling I had with the Nuggets the last three years, and I'm like, there's a lot of actual NBA players on that Wait, really? Um, I mean, not, like, good ones, but, like, guys who've played in the league for a long time. I mean, that's kind of the problem, right? 
It's guys who have played in the league for a long, long time. <laughs> I think I, I just think that they can win thirty-two games. Who are their good players? They have one good player, and his, his name is Miles Turner. Uh huh. And then they have. Um, but I mean, I guess I guess this number is saying, like the the boat is going to crash for Thaddeus Young, or they'll just sure. trade him. Know, well, I that's guess... the other thing. They've got Thaddeus Young. I don't know. They've got they have six rotation players. They have one starter, but six rotation players. I don't know. To me, that's in the East. That's enough to win thirty-two games. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything. But yeah, actually, if I'm I don't looking... know, that's an interesting question. If I'm if I'm looking at this one again, um, I think I would take the Pistons over. They're really depressing, but I think they're going to win like 40 or 41 games. I mean, it'll be like, it'll be extra bad. They're going to be like the eight seed. And everyone's going to be bummed because they're like, uh, oh, God, we didn't really get rid of anybody. The other number I like here uh-huh. is I like the Bucks over. It's asking a lot. Yeah, because they but I like that Bucks games. over. You see, you think they'll be six games better. Yeah, I just think. They're not going to have another season where Middleton is out for half the season and then Parker is out for half the season. Like, even if those guys are healthy, even if they're hurt the same amount of games, two of those guys are healthy at the same time. I think they win five more games. And it's one more year of Thon, one more year of Brogdon, who's like, whatever, but Mm -hmm. he's, like, fine. And then another, and Giannis, I think, is going to take another leap this year. All right, let's move to the Southeast. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, 25 and a half. The Orlando Magic, 33 and a half. Charlotte Hornets, 42 and a half. Miami Heat, 43 and a half. And Washington Wizards, 47 and a half. Um, There's one number that really jumps out at me here. Uh, what's that one? Uh, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to win way less games than 26. <laughs> Oh really? Okay, so that would be I do. a seventeen game seventeen game drop. I think they are going to be the worst team in the league. Wow. Well, I mean, a team with Dennis Schroeder, John Collins, and Torian <laughs> Prince. Well, I think I think if you're betting on the Hawks to go under, you're betting on them cleaning house, which is not a terrible bet. But like ditching. It just seems like Coach Bud's going to be able to win 30 games. That's all. Maybe they added a Plumley. I mean, that, you, you can never discount adding a Plumley <laughs> for how bad that is. That, the Plumley discount. But, I mean, <laughs> you they're... can never discount the Plumley discount. <laughs> yeah. But it's like um, they're kind of like Indiana, right? They got, a, they got a bunch of dudes who aren't great but know how to play basketball. I don't think they have a guy as good as Miles Turner, and Miles Turner isn't that great, uh, or or as good as Thad Young. I don't. I I think they have about. Uh, maybe they don't have as much talent as Indiana. I think they have a little more, but they just have a better coach. That's all. They do have a better coach. And Coach Bud isn't the GM uh, anymore. He can relax. What number? What? <laughs> What number do you like, Sean? Here, oh, I like it, it's very simple. I like the Wizards over. I think they're. I think they're a pretty. Yeah. I think that's a pretty decent bet. You know, I mean, if somebody gets hurt, they're a fifty-win team. 
Yeah, I mean they got they have a great starting five, and now they have a decent bench. So, and expert Jamel Johnson picked them to win forty nine games, and uh, I'm going to roll with him. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the the Western Conference in the Northwest. These are these numbers, by the way, are way harder. Uh, I think. <laughs> well, now that we get to the uh, West, the and North- you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, especially this this conference, particularly in the Northwest. The Utah Jazz, 40 and a half. The Trailblazers, 42 and a half. The Denver Nuggets, 45 and a half. The Timberwolves, 48 and a half. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, 51 and a half. Man. Um, Any number you like there, Sean? <laughs> there's two that I like, and I think the one that, that jumps out at me the most, though, is uh, I like the Jazz over. Interesting. I do, because they did lose Gordon Hayward, and they lost George Hill, but they added a lot of guys. <laughs> like they, they did. They have Donovan Mitchell. They have Ricky Rubio. Um, Joe Ingles came back. Who else did they add? They added a lot of weird guys. Like, didn't they add, like, Ekpe Udo and, like, weird foreign <laughs> bigs and stuff? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they uh, they traded all their draft picks, basically. Yeah, Ekpe Udo is the backup. Oh, they have Jonas Jurepko. <laughs> that was the guy I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they have Thabocephalosha uh, now, too. Yeah, I, that number to me is rough. Just looking at this particular division, mm-hmm. I don't... It's very possible this will be the best division in NBA history. We could definitely see that year when Phoenix won and Golden State both won 48 games and didn't make the playoffs. One, that could happen to one of these teams yeah. for sure. It just it just seems um, like a, it seems like an overreaction to losing Hayward, who is a very good player, but also you know they they're they're extremely deep, and you know maybe maybe these guys are never going to get better, but if they get like any kind of a healthy season from Favors and any kind of a healthy season from Alec Burks, well, that's pretty good. I just think I just think yeah. they're not going to lose 11 more games than they did last year. Yeah, maybe not. I don't... I've, I, you, it beats me. I have no read on that team at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the number I like here, uh, and I know listeners and probably Sean... You've known me long enough to think I'm going to pick that Nuggets number, but I am not. We, ha- we I am finally have a, by that Nuggets number. We finally have a, f- a fair <laughs> Nuggets number. They're always undervalued yeah. in Las Vegas, <laughs> which makes me think maybe I they're even no better idea. than I thought. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with that Nuggets number. No, the number I like here is the Timberwolves. I think they're going to be better than 48 wins. So you think I know they are it's going asking to, a lot. It is an it, you were betting on an 18 game improvement. Yeah, I just think Towns in Tibbs's system for real now. Plus Jimmy Butler, plus Taj Gibson, plus more shooting from Jeff Teague, like, even though he's not actually, you know what I mean. Uh, I just think, I think they're going to win 50 games. Um, yeah, I think if I were to I th- bet, I would probably, my second choice would be that under, and I don't mean any disrespect to the T-Wolves on it, but... Oh, no, uh, of course. 
but yeah, it, it's just it's just a lot more games to win. That's all. I think Towns is due for like his a real leap season though, like well, a real this guy's a star season. And the other thing that the other thing that seemed to come out is uh, in the stats, it definitely appeared that the T Wolves were much much better when Zach Levine wasn't playing, even if it was. Mm-hmm. Brandon Rush taking that spot, and now you're going to have Jimmy Butler taking that spot. I just wish they had more guys exactly. who could shoot. It feels like it feels like this is not a team designed to score a ton of points, which is why I think they're going to be in a lot of close games, and that alone is going to kind of like uh, make it a little difficult. But I like them. Weren't like their numbers in close na- games last year like historically bad though? Like, yeah. aren't they kind of due for a bounce back in that respect? It just depends if you think it's luck or if you think that the way they played was indicative of that. And I think it's, I think there are there is an argument that they were legitimately bad in close games because they blew tons of leads. And but you know, sometimes that corrects itself because the 2013 Warriors were terrible at the ends of games. And then mm-hmm. they, two years later, they were very good in those situations. So, you know, that'll change. It just, yeah. yeah if I only would, they could replace Tom Thibodeau with Steve Kerr. <laughs> I would just, yeah, I would just love this number at 46 and a half, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, agreed. It's, it's a weird, it's weird for me to take a number that high, but mm-hmm. I'm just very confident that they're going to break out this year. Yeah. All right. Um, the Pacific Division. Uh, the Phoenix Suns at 28 and a half, the Sacramento Kings at 28 and a half, the Los Angeles. Oh, actually, before I do that, there's one thing I want to say about the Portland Trailblazers 42 and a half mm-hmm. number. Uh, I think it's very possible that somehow they win 42 and a half games. Right. Uh, I don't, <laughs> it's never <laughs> happened in the NBA before where a team has won half a game, but I think it is. Extreme. If one team is going to do it, it's that Portland Trailblazers team. Yeah, it's like right, Myers anyway. Leonard blocks a shot and his hand gets stuck in the hoop, and they're like, "We don't know if this is a basket or not." Yeah. All Stephen right, uh, Malcolmus throws Division. a coke at him. It's going to be great. <laughs> the Pacific Division: Phoenix Suns twenty-eight and a half, Sacramento Kings twenty-eight and a half, L.A. Lakers thirty-three and a half. L.A. Clippers, 43-and-a-half, and the Golden State Warriors, 67-and-a-half. Sean, what number do you like? Man, um, it's so hard to call with those uh, bad teams. <laughs> uh, right. I think, so the two I like, I'm, I'm a little bullish on the Sacramento Kings at that number. Like I don't think they're much better than that, but I I like them to win. Man, I don't like saying that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with the easier one. Uh, Lakers under, <laughs> <laughs> Lakers under. That's what I'll take. I also like the Lakers under. I also like the Suns under. Yeah, I think the, I think the I... Suns could be. <laughs> the Suns the Suns again feel like they're gonna be racing to the bottom. The Suns feel like a team that's going to win 14 games to me. <laughs> um, 
Well, right now Vegas has the worst team in the league they think will be the Chicago Bulls. And then beyond that, Hawks second worst, and then Kings, Suns, Nets. That seems about right, but I I really do think the Kings are better than that group of players. I think the Kings are better than the Lakers, personally. I mean, I even, <laughs> I'm even I'm even pro Lakers, but but I mean, it's just I thought they would improve a lot and win. I think you and I were talking about this when I said I thought they would win thirty two or thirty three games, and that is still mm-hmm. under. <clears throat> that yeah. was that was optimistic, and it's an under. So. Clippers, who the hell knows? Yeah, Suns under, Kings. I mean, I think the Kings will be better, but it's also like, it's that Western Conference problem of like, couldn't they be the... Yeah, couldn't (laughs) they be like the sixth, the sixth, like instead of the fifth worst team, they could be like the ninth worst team in the league and still win 29 games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move to the Southwest. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, 35 and a half. Memphis Grizzlies, 37.5. New Orleans Pelicans, 39.5. San Antonio Spurs, 54.5. And And the Houston Rockets, 55.5. Well, I think I know what I'm picking here, and I feel bad about it. Pelicans under. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, I mean, they have four four players. They really yeah. have four players. But, but two of those players are like top 25 players. Yes. That's the question. But it's I mean, really, what this Pelican season is going to be is it's a real how much are superstars worth I just think, situation. I just think the problem <laughs> is that the two superstars play the same position, and then there are yes. two other positions that are literally unmanned. Like... Who who is their small forward? <laughs> I don't think maybe, they. Ha- I really don't think they have one. Maybe we're gonna get a Quincy Pondexter miracle. Oh, that would be so great! I really like that guy. I, I love that guy. <laughs> Wait, do they still have All him? Right, uh, <laughs> no. Okay, I so right so. now their depth chart is they they have Rondo penciled in as the starting point guard. Oh shit! I forgot they had Rajon Rondo. Yeah. And then, and then they're Future shooting president Rajon Rondo. <laughs> uh, they've got Jordan Crawford and Ian Clark. Their their small forward okay. rotation right now is Etwan Moore and Quincy Pondexter. Yeah, see, boy, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, they... well, and I did not put this in the news rundown. But they're currently, I forget who reported this today, they are currently in a bidding war with the Timberwolves over Dante Cunningham. (laughs) Which, reading, hearing this, hearing this, uh, this depth chart, they have to get Dante Cunningham. They cannot let the Timberwolves get him at this point. Yeah, um, I think they would... (laughs) <laughs> they're also 
they're also only eight eight hundred thousand dollars under the luxury tax, which means I don't think they would use an injury exception, and they really want to trade Omer Ashik, but what are they gonna do? Oh, okay, so they're probably going to wave and stretch Pondexter uh, tomorrow. Um, so that oh, would well, that's sad, and that'll save them. <laughs> So they'll be able to stretch that deal. I mean, he only he only makes three point eight million, but they would stretch it. So then they would get to um, two million dollars. Why can't they wave and stretch Ashik or that other Ajinsa? Um, that's a great question. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could just. Wave and stretch Ashik. Jesus Christ. I mean, he did sign a five-year deal when they re-signed him. Just a great move. Um, What does he have left? He almost has, like, too much to stretch. Um, I believe he has a player option for his final year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can't wave and stretch him because he has three years left on his deal. So I guess you could stretch it for, like, six years, but... I mean, I would pay, look, also their owner is a football guy. He doesn't give a shit. He's not going to pay that money for a player who doesn't play. He'll be dead Uh, by then. The number number I like is the Memphis Grizzlies here, over. Over 30, yeah. I just, I just like, I don't, I believe too much in Conley Gasol to not have them win 40 games. Um, which maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, but those are over unders. We'll be starting our. That's a that's a little preview, if you will, of the kind of uh, content we'll be putting out later in the month. Yeah. Um, but Sean, it's the last time to do this this year. Yes. Uh, so do you want to do your big three, big th- uh, three minutes? Let's do it. All right. Start Robot, the clock. Hit that drop. Three minutes of the big three. Big three. Three minutes. It's a three for all. <laughs> all right. So we had the, the championship in Vegas. Uh, was going to be in prime time. They moved it for the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Uh, that great battle. Joey, did you watch the fight? I did not. I watched a Paris a Facebook Live where someone was shooting someone's Periscope thing, and that was hilarious. I mostly uh-huh. did not watch, but I did make fun of the fight a lot on Twitter. Um, sorry, uh, the big three uh, trilogy went undefeated, and they won. Uh, Rashard McCants, Rashard McCants was the championship game MVP, fulfilling his destiny. Mahmoud Abdul-Roof continued to play incredibly. Richard Lewis played well. It was tied 46-46, and then McCants got fouled and hit a shot. They got the ball back. He hit the game-winning shot. And that is a flawed thing in the big three, getting the ball back after a made free throw. There's a giant disparity between shooting fouls. Like, mm-hmm. Richard McCants... F- committed six fouls in the game and only gave up one free throw. So 
like you there's no foul limits. You can just foul the shit out of guys off the ball and it doesn't matter. Um, minute and a half, Sean. <laughs> three minutes of the big three. Big three. Three minutes. Okay, great. Uh in the <laughs> So trilogy one, they they were undefeated. They killed it. Fifty one to forty six. Um, the third place game, the Ghost Ballers came through. Um, somehow, Katino, oh my favorite team! Yeah, somehow Katino Mobley's team lost their last five games in a row, and they still came in fourth. Uh, they were four and one at a certain oh. point. Um, three minutes of the big three. Gotta love when a team limps into the playoffs. Yeah, and this was like a. I'm going to say informally this performance was dedicated to friend of the pod, Zach Harper, because Ricky Davis just shot the ball and shot the ball and shot the ball. And he had zero assists, and he scored a bunch of points, and they blew out uh, power. And I think Katina Mobley may have been a little banged up because he did not play very much. So really happy for Team right. Dime and Ricky Davis. All right, that's your time, Sean. That's the big three in three minutes. What a what a show. We finally let you do it. Oh you finally God. did it. <laughs> well, we might have to cut that in post. All right, and finally, we come to... Oh, I've got to cover what happened with our questions last time. Last oh, yeah. week, we had two... We played our game, What Are They Doing, twice. And we had two questions. One was... What is, sorry, Sean, uh, what is Terry Rozier doing right now? And the people have spoken. Joey Devine has won again. He is looking over Danny Ainge's will, uh, which sounds about right to me. And we also played uh, what is Ricky Rubio doing right now? And again, Joey Devine was the winner. He's wishing people happy morning. Yes. Fly those W's, Dubberoo. Sean, I'm sorry it was a bad week for you. But as always, there's always You never know. I have, I have one one poll, I think, maybe. And I do think this one is, you definitely have an advantage here. We're playing on your home court. It's a half court. Uh, in honor yeah, it's a half court. We're playing on your your home half court. In honor of the Big Three Championship, what is Big Three Finals MVP Rashad McCants doing right now, Sean? Oh wow! I mean, so much stuff. He's holding that trophy. You know what I think he's doing? <laughs> what do you think he's doing, Sean? I think he's going back to North Carolina and he's going to write those papers himself. <laughs> Uh, that is a good answer. It's very possible he's doing that. You know what I think he's doing, Sean? What's that? I think he is calling Ice Cube because he thinks they're friends now. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He is definitely getting sent straight to voicemail. All right. (laughs) Sean, that's been our show. What a show. As always... Help us decide what Rashad McCants is doing right now by voting in our Twitter poll. And you can find that poll the second the episode goes up at Round Ball, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter.com, the social app. Um, Sean, 
Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, check out this last week in Yard Barker. I wrote two things about the big three. The big <clears throat> three. The big three's owner was communicating with me on Twitter today, which was really a thrill. Um, and um, I wrote a, a bit. I made a gallery, which I think was. I think our listeners might enjoy about the most overhyped events in sports history. Um, mm-hmm. in honor of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. And, uh, you know, some of the things you would know about, I tried to go deep on it, but uh, there's some interesting stuff about, uh, like, college football games from the 40s. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's... <laughs> All right, so go to Yard Barker, as, and also the Everything Report and the business in Los Angeles. Right, Sean? Uh, yeah, check those out. All right, and uh, I actually have uh, a little bit of news I need to mention before I get to my plug. As listeners of the show know, I always say that you should follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz. And something was brought to my attention this week, and it's that Frankie Muniz loves Sheriff uh, and worst person on Earth, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just want to know that None of these are endorsements of Frankie Muniz. And also, it turned out in an M. Night Shyamalan-style twist that Frankie Muniz was losing the woke off this entire time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and having said that, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Right, yes. Where I tweeted on 10-24-16... Today I start filming the most badass movie, incredible script, and greatest character I've ever played. I also just got pooped on by a bird. (laughs) (laughs) As as always, trust the process. Trust the process. (laughs) Shut it down, let's go home. My bucket on and my robin on, so fuck on me. We ain't in the off, so I'm pissed off, so you might not wanna fuck on me. You could just stop them truck with me. Trouble when they got that buck with me. They got a watch on it, y'all ain't seen it yet, but when you finally do, you gon' fuck with me. I'm from when the footwork made you cool. The Wednesday Jordan's the latest cool. Three parts in the hep cut wasn't dope then, we just made it cool. Now I got bread I can stunt with, and everything's a brand new outfit. The t-shirt longer than usual, a bitch can wear the shit to go out with. Um, stupid. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.